low-code is official approach to application development. Low-code platforms approach application development from a software engineering perspective. Low-code application development is getting bigger and bigger. I think we're just scratching the surface uh, in terms of uh, what technology can do. It's Lego for adults, in a manner of speaking. Stop the clips! You had me at Lego. Welcome, my friends, to where Ginny meets Dina. I mean, to where today meets tomorrow. Or do I? Because this is our new mini-series, three nano episodes for you, all about Low-Code and Mendix, a Siemens low-code software platform company. I have the pleasure of having Dina Duritlik on the show to break it all down. Dina is a product marketing manager at Mendix. Hey, Dina. Hi, Ginny. Now, at the start of the podcast, we teased about the idea of low-code being Lego for adults. That's firing up all my fun synapses. So uh, tell me more. How is low-code quite like Lego? <laughs> well, similar to Lego, low-code is extremely versatile, but it's virtual. There's no fear of stepping on a tiny brick anywhere, right? Anyone can essentially pick it up, build with it, but it produces this intricate solution that addresses complex challenges. This is what makes it really exciting. So it's like danger-free Lego, really. Like, you know, you're not going to chew it up. It's not going to get stuck in your throat. It sounds like a million-dollar idea. So essentially what low-code does, Dina, is it gets people to be creative with code. Is that correct? Totally. Folks can essentially create any solution they envision with low-code without having to have a traditional coding background. So this would be a great moment to bring in your two colleagues, Erno Rareve and Jacob Schillinger. Yes, both intelligent and great people. I was so glad we were able to get together. I started as a sales engineer. This is Erno Raviv. So in the field, talking about these nice capabilities and validating the value with our customers, doing workshops with them, actually building POCs. So I built a lot of applications myself using low code. And yeah, I always enjoyed uh, doing that basically because it's apart from really effective, also really fun to do it because you have so fast results. That's insane, really. Erno is a senior product manager at Mendix, and he covers a broad spectrum of initiatives across both organizations, as Mendix is now part of the Siemens family. He focuses on the products from both portfolios and their go-to-market. My other colleague, Jacob Schillinger, brings a very unique perspective to the table. He's currently a technology evangelist at Mendix with heavy experience in the industrial domain. My history is quite a good example of what kind of value low coding brings to the industry. I think you'll be intrigued too, Ginny. Jacob's experience and what led him to Mendix is actually fascinating. I started out as a mechanical engineer and always wanted to drive digitalization on the shop floor, which brought me in 2007 to Unigraphic Solutions, a provider of engineering and manufacturing software, on the very same day as they got acquired by, by Siemens to turn into Siemens Digital Industry Software. I worked in their professional services department as a implementation consultant focused on the digital factory. So he mentioned the digital factory. So regular listeners to this podcast will have heard a lot about the digital twin. Dina, does the digital factory have anything to do with the digital twin? Yeah, there's definitely some crossover. Like the digital twin, the digital factory helps us put our ideas into action in a digital environment aka virtually. It helps to predict and reduce any errors that come up, costing companies lots of time and money. In the digital factory, you, we always try to, to make operations running more smoothly to simulate factories. 
and I created the awareness that we could do a lot of very interesting, very detailed you know, simulations and digital twins of reality that were intriguing, but they were never able to to go full scope and, and create the full value they got because they did not have access to business rules and, and calculation models that were stored in ERP. Jacob is talking about enterprise resource planning. ERP manages the kind of process that are facilitated by the digital factory and the digital twin. Therefore, I actually decided to leave Siemens Digital Industry Software in 2013 and started with a German ERP company that focused me on ERP and manufacturing and execution system processes. And with this added um, insights, I was asked by Siemens in 2016 to join back again and yeah, was then driving projects around yeah, digitalization on the shop floor that incorporated solutions from the PLM, manufacturing operations, management, IoT and ERP branches and, and disciplines. And still something was missing. I was never able to send data from one system to the next in an easy way or to take standard solutions and adapt them so they would cater to company-specific value-add processes. And then was the day when Siemens announced the acquisition of, of Mendix. Aha! Uh -huh. Enter Mendix! Exactly. I told you. Interesting career path that brought him to Mendix. We're excited to have him. And this was when I basically went, went ballistic on the internet that this was just the right move to do, to bring in a, a low-code solution to, yeah, bridging the gap between different digitalization disciplines to create data insights and making data actionable by creating specific applications that deal to the processes you have in a company and not to generic processes. Low code saved the day for everyone, it sounds. That's right. And what our histories represent, Erno, Jacob, myself, is how many different types of people from very different backgrounds can find utility in low code. When I explain it to the CTOs or VPs of companies we work with, they get very excited about it. Essentially, low code enables everyone to become a maker. Low code is not truly eating the world. Low code, it's so rapid. What makes low coding so great is that it takes what makes coding and digitalization so successful and makes it accessible to all the people. And that turns low coding into a people thing and that defines its, its value for, for businesses and the industry. I guess my next question is how? How does it all do these amazing things? Well, duh, magic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Erno does a great job describing it without visuals. So I'll pass it to him. Yeah, so let me try with, without <laughs> any visuals, of course. Uh, so uh, be with me and uh, I will try as, as visual as possible to explain that. A typical application is divided in, in three areas. You, you have to deal with data, you have to deal with logic, and you have to deal with the end user experience. Essentially, the crux of this is data, logic, and UX. What Mendix does is it abstracts and automates every step of the application lifecycle to enable rapid delivery of a variety of software solutions. I think the power of Mendix is that it combines D3's segments into one experience. 
Yeah, so you define your data model, uh, which data you want to use, and that can be either external data, that can be machine data, that can be data from far away, that can be data close to the application, and you can manage the relations. So you basically draw these relations between data points, like maybe some people are familiar doing that on a database, relational databases. That's the first step get the data. The second step uses these, these data sources to build a rudimentary model, which we can tinker with to build our front end user experience. And the next step is that you're going to create the user experience. You create a couple of pages where you can interact with this data. So you generate your first pages and then you're going to optimize the experience. And this experience can be both for a mobile telephone or tablet, even in a native look and feel and a native experience as of what we call a responsive, so a web-based application which works on multiple devices. So both, both is supported. I guess making sure that everything works across all our different devices is pretty important, right? Oh, absolutely. Different organizations, different teams need to access solutions on various devices, especially when you think of teams that are in the field with no access to online capabilities. Mendix can help these developers build solutions across those various landscapes without having to keep multiple source files. And then you're going to add intelligence. Adding intelligence is what we do in what we call a microflow. This is drag and dropping decisions and actions together with a start and an end, basically, with an input and an output. That's it. That's really it. And that's it. And you can start these logic or these smart operations by events. So event could be a click on a button or an external system is calling the application or there is something changing in the data. Then an event occurs and then this logic starts. Now, having these three components together, you have actually the basic building blocks of an application. You can build as almost everything you want. And I have to echo Erno's comment. The options with low code are nearly limitless. See, that's the kind of blue sky thinking we like at Where Today Meets Tomorrow. So will low code replace coding altogether, Dina? So I spoke to Erno and Jacob about the same thing. For a lot of businesses, it's going to play a really big role within the organization. As we said, it levels the playing field and it helps with the broader initiatives for all these companies, primarily digitalization. What low-code does is it enables various roles across the organization to become developers, to be a part of the development process, whether it's rolling up their sleeves and getting their hands dirty or it's providing real-time feedback. Mendix helps take a lot of the pressure off IT, who are often overloaded with a huge backlog. When framing an app you want to you wanna build by, um, and translate organizational needs into, into the app, you're, uh, you're going to build with those domain experts, with engineers, with technicians. And it continues with giving domain experts the possibility to join in the software creation process instead of just defining how software should look like. So, and then let them add to a software project with standardized building blocks, with automation capabilities, or even with capabilities like, like Mendix Assist, which is an artificial intelligence tool that is available within Mendix to point people towards what they are likely trying to achieve based on their past actions. And this is uh, nothing less than augmenting the skill set of people that, that add to a low-coding project. Loco definitely isn't putting traditional developers and IT out of a job. 
It's allowing people to speak to each other and explain what the person at the end of the device wants without the IT guy needing a one-on-one each time he goes in to speak with a domain expert. So you might say low code erases the need for the lowdown? Yeah, basically. I think manufacturing are still on the starting point of this digital journey is where we really need these domain experts and the business who know what real manufacturing means be able to join that transformation. Instead of that, we're going to leave that up to, let's say, the traditional IT guys because they don't have, let's say, their hands in the dirt at the manufacturing. They don't know what the, what it is to to work with, with production and with machines and with downtime and with resilience of such a plant. And I think bringing these personas together and uh, empowering them to deliver, I think that's the sweet spot of Mendix. And you cannot do that with IT only. What Erno's hitting on there is that you can get a project going faster because the domain experts are now involved in the development process. Together with IT, they can build a solution that meets their needs because they know what the solution they need looks like and what it does. So Mendix is the resource that helps them do that, essentially. Taking people with you is the most important thing. So connecting them or even hardwiring them into creating those applications is a sure way to find a solid process to to have people creating a portfolio that serves your company well. Thanks, Dina, for coming in today. We're looking forward to seeing you for episodes two and three very soon. Thanks, Jenny. Great to speak to you. And thanks so much to you, our listeners, for joining us today. Dina will be back with another nano episode for us. Join us soon for episode two, where we'll look at just how low code lets every one of us become a developer. Ooh, how interesting. Until then, take care of yourselves and we will see you very soon. Bye.